When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, October 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians' search for a new manager uh, continues. They've uh, interviewed a uh, another assistant coach, uh, this time from the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, organization. What can you tell us about uh, the latest candidate? Yeah, Clay McCullough, uh, the Dodgers' first base coach. Uh, was in town recently in Cleveland to uh, have an interview. Uh, he's interviewed uh, uh, with the Mets in Kansas City when they had the managerial openings. Um, you know, he was a former um, Cleveland draft pick, 2002, a catcher, played a few years in the minor league system up until 2000. Uh, uh, yeah, 2005. Then he uh, ma- he moved to. Um, Toronto, where he managed seven years in the, in their minor league system. Then he uh, went over to the Dodgers as their minor league field coordinator and joined their uh, big league staff a couple of years ago. Um, so, uh, you know, as a first base coach, um, you know, his dad is a longtime scout, uh, scouted for several uh, big league teams. You know, everybody I've talked to is really, uh, you know, have, has nothing but good things to say about this guy. You know, he's not a uh, not a stat guy. I mean, he's not a nerd, a stat nerd, but <laughs> obviously he's been exposed to, uh, you know, a, a lot of analytics with the Dodgers at the, because the Dodgers go deep into that. So, you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds. He's 43, and uh, we'll see where this t- leads us. Yeah, and the other thing that he's been exposed to with the Dodgers is is Dave Roberts, and and obviously Dave Roberts has a a good relationship with uh, Terry Francona, can probably give uh, give a good recommendation in terms of you know what you need to know about the guy. Obviously, if he's had him on his staff there in uh, in Los Angeles, if you're trying to you know, and that's the profile that we talked about the uh, you know the age of 43 is it seems to be about right. Uh, connections to the Cleveland organization uh, in in the past, uh, being a draft pick, uh, you know, and a, a, a member of the the farm system there. Uh, so yeah, it, again, a, another guy that that sort of fits that profile. Uh, just you know, uh, I guess the question is, how good does he interview? How uh, uh, can he can he nail that sort of uh, end of the um, uh, the deal there and 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 sort of close things out. Uh, is he a candidate anywhere else or is, is, is Cleveland, you know, uh, you said he interviewed with the Mets uh, previously uh, and the Mets uh, obviously, uh, you know, still have an opening there, uh, but you, you've got to assume that, you know, they're waiting for, uh, you know, their first choice before they go ahead and make any, any sort of announcement. Uh, their first choice being probably uh, Craig Council when, once he becomes available. 
Yeah, I, I meant the Mets when before they hired Showalter. I should have right. said that. Yeah, and uh, before uh, you know the uh, Kansas City hired um, hired Q over there, Quattaro, uh He managed. He, he interviewed for the the Royals job as well. So you know he's been through the system. He's been through the uh, circuit. I heard the interview went very well. Uh, that the uh, you know Guardians were impressed with him. And you know just uh, so we we know what McCullough. Carlos Mendoza, Craig Albernez, you know, are three names that we know have, have interviewed. Pretty sure Johnny McDonald has interviewed, you know, internally, a couple other guys. I, I would think, Joe, they're getting that list down from, what, 45 to 48 candidates. I, I, I would think, uh, you know, it's down to about seven or eight right now. And uh, pretty soon I would think they're going to start bringing guys in for final interviews. Yeah, and again with the timing of the the World Series and the uh, you know soon to get underway here uh, in in the next week or so, uh, it, it's uh, you know you're getting closer to the a whole new sort of pool of candidates being available to you uh, as as teams advance in the playoffs. So uh, you, you know probably just waiting to to have the opportunity to talk to a few more guys. Uh, and then, like you said, that next step, um, you know, expecting uh, hopefully within the first couple of weeks of November to have some some news on this uh, would be ideal uh, for our listeners. Uh, you know, just to make sure you you know that the best way to get updates about the, the latest candidates and the latest uh, news on the, the managerial search uh, is to join subtext. It's our subscription texting service. Uh, me and Hoinsey, uh text the the subscribers. It's $3.99 a month. Uh, it goes directly to your phone. You don't have to deal with social media or anything like that. Uh, and you can have conversations with us and, and text us your thoughts and, and uh, ask us your questions as well. You sign up by going to cleveland.com slash subtext or by sending a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, other managerial news, uh, kind of a surprise uh, out of uh, San Diego, where the Padres have granted the Giants permission to talk to Bob Melvin, uh, and uh, Melvin is still under contract with the uh, the Padres, but uh, would be an ideal fit. And I think uh, right now, I think he would be the leading candidate for the uh, the Giants managerial uh, uh, opening, simply because uh, familiarity with the area. He, he was in the Bay Area for for many years. As the the Oakland manager, uh, what do you think the chances are that Bob Melvin uh, takes over the uh, the Giants uh, uh, situation? There? Yeah, uh, Joe, really interesting situation here. Uh, AJ Preller and uh, Bob Melvin, uh, the, uh, with uh, the Padres owner, had called them both together. You know, kind of buried the hatchet because it, reportedly they were feuding with each other. Uh, they seemed to, uh, you know, everything came out of the the meeting. You know, everybody was smiling. Uh, they said, uh, you know, that that Melvin would be back as manager, and uh, but he only had one year left. You know, so they kind of he was going to come back, but as a lame duck manager. So you know, obviously, I I don't think. Uh, <laughs> the, their differences were solved if if they gave him permission to talk to the Giants. Uh, an, a very unusual move. Yeah, and uh, especially with a, a division rival like that, uh, you know, I, I understand that uh, Melvin's familiar with the the area up there, but 
you know, there's got to be if if he were to to go over to San Diego, there would be some sort of like compensation, I, I would think, uh, since he's under contract in in uh, San Diego. Yeah, I mean, uh, there would have to be, I, I would think, what was the last time we've seen this? What a, a manager basically gets traded. I, I think we've, you know, I know it happened with John Farrell from uh, mm-hmm. going to Toronto to Boston. And there might have been another incident uh, early, uh, you know, late, you know, in the last few years, too. But I can't remember that. But, you know, th- that would be interesting to see if there is some compensation. Yeah, and it, it all depends on you know what uh, what San Diego would demand in that situation, but uh, that would create another opening. Then uh, you know you fill one opening and, and create another one uh, in San Diego, and you got to think that that would be uh, a, an attractive uh, job opening to to any manager who's uh, available or any candidate who would wa- would want to sign there. Again, it it deepens the competition for uh, the Guardians to maybe get their first choice. Yeah, that's a hornet's nest in San Diego, Joe. If, if <laughs> Melvin can't solve that thing, nobody can, really. I mean, he's an experienced guy. He's, you know, he knows how to run a clubhouse. The Padres have thrown together all sorts of talent over there, but it doesn't seem like uh, they found the right guy to uh, point it in the right direction. There's a lot a lot of stuff going on on that club, and, and A.J. Preller isn't exactly the most patient boss to work for. So, uh, you know, I guess if you want the job, you can have it. You've got a lot of talent, but you better win. Uh, does that maybe point towards them uh, promoting from within then uh, to, to to sort of fill that that spot to to get a guy who's you know more agreeable with uh, Preller? Yeah, with you know they've got uh, the bench coaches uh, Ryan Flaherty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's he's a candidate. He I would think he might be uh, a candidate in Cleveland as well. You know he 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 played as he ended his career with uh, Columbus, played a couple games in Cleveland. Um, you know, interesting guy, a uh, guy that's, you know, wanted to manage. And uh, I'm I'm trying to think the uh, third, their third base coach is the former St. Louis manager. Uh, who, Schilt, Mike Schilt. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I would I would think he's a candidate as well. Well, isn't uh, isn't Matt Williams on the staff there, too, as well? Another Cleveland connection uh, who if uh, if Bob Melvin goes to San Francisco, I got to believe that Matt Williams would go with him. I mean, that's like, uh, you know, returning royalty to uh, to San Francisco. Uh, Matt Williams, a guy who was a four time all star with the Giants. Yeah, definitely. That, you know, that's where he kind of made his bones. Matt Williams did, you know, won all those gold glove awards at third base, hit a bunch of home runs. So I think that would be yeah, that would I would think Melvin would would take uh, Matt Williams with him. Yeah, he did that in a, in a ballpark that Terry Francona famously hated the uh the old candlestick park uh, where he said you used to have to to get dressed down the uh, you know the the third base line the visiting team did and you'd, uh, the, the wind would be blowing so bad you'd get uh, hot dog wrappers blown in your face and uh, nowhere to to sort of warm up on a on a cold night you'd get uh, uh, wind burn in your face uh, Tito talking about how much he hated candlestick park was was always classic uh, to, to 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 sort of hear did you have any uh, any memories or any uh, any trips to, to Candlestick back, uh, you know, when uh, in the early days of uh, Interleague or anything like that? 
I was there in the the 1988 World Series when the earthquake hit. Oh, jeez, really? <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was, I was sitting in the football press box when it hit, and the speakers on the on the ceiling started shaking. I thought they were going to fall on my head. Ended up writing in the in the concourse, uh, you know, on emergency power. Yeah, I, I have a, not so fond memories of a Candlestick Park. Wow, uh, that's uh, we will save that for another podcast. And Hainsy <laughs> talking about uh, the uh, the '88 World Series. I mean, that's uh, that's bad. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were there at the at the ballpark when the the earthquake hit. Yeah, I was um, stuck there. I was stuck in Oakland and San Francisco. Me and Livingston, Bill Livingston, for about a week to ten days until wow. the World Series resumed. That's that's crazy uh, to to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we will definitely have to uh, do a podcast about that uh, in in the future. Uh, but for now, uh, again, we're we're focused on uh, these managerial openings, uh, the the ongoing uh, stuff with the the ALCS between the uh, Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros. Uh, I find it fascinating. Uh, that we've got Houston Astros players complaining about the way Major League Baseball is handling suspensions. Uh, that there is there is irony somewhere <laughs> in there, uh, Hoinsey, When uh, when you've got Astros fans or Astros complaining about uh, suspensions and uh, you know what's being handed out, uh, obviously over the weekend a, a benches clearing incident when Adolis Garcia hit a three run home run. Uh, and then was hit at his next uh, plate appearance by Brian Abreu. Uh, Abreu and Dusty Baker uh, were ejected from uh, the game after the uh, uh, the the benches cleared, but uh, it didn't matter. Houston came back and, and won the game, took a three um, a three two uh, series lead. Uh, obviously, the Rangers last night uh, won uh, on a, a you know spread the game out a little bit nine to two. Uh, Garcia hit a, a grand slam in that game, and uh, and so now we get a game seven tonight. Uh, curious your thoughts on uh, the way the league handled uh, the the Brian Abreu suspension. He's appealing. He's going to be available to pitch tonight, uh, but if Houston advances, he might not be available for one or two games in the World Series. Yeah, uh, really interesting, uh, Joe. You know, th- I think you know. Th- you- uh, you know, that's kind of the normal, you know, tactic when a guy gets suspended, right? He appeals, he mm-hmm. can stay, he can, he can continue to pitch. But I, you know, I, I wasn't aware of, uh, the, the rules perhaps changing if they, if you get to the World Series and he has to serve it. I, I always thought that you could appeal it and then serve it to at the, uh, you know, the start of the regular season next year. I re- remember Robbie Alomar when he spit at the umpire and got suspended mm-hmm. in the postseason. He served right. that suspension at the start of the next season. At the start of the next season. So yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, it, it's, it, it's kind of, uh, and that's what the the Astros are, are sort of bent out of shape about is that the you know Abreu is probably one of their more dominant uh, uh, relievers and they they need him uh, to be available and they're going to rely on him but uh, you know I would imagine uh, one or two games in the World Series if they advance uh, you can probably have him uh, pitch in multiple games after that uh, so hey. <laughs> Again, the, the Astros really don't have a lot of credibility when it comes to complaining about who gets suspended and when, uh, based on on their history as a franchise. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how Major League Baseball works this out. But 
as far as you know what's happening on the field with this uh with this series uh it you know it looked like the uh, the rangers you know were in a, in a great position they go home and they lose all three games at home uh to the astros uh, and and now uh houston can't seem to win a game on its home field uh and and now you've got game 7 coming up uh tonight uh you know what's uh what's your prediction for the way this series turns out yeah it's like the flashback what with the nationals uh houston right when it, those mm-hmm. teams no neither team nope. won a game at home right <laughs> so, exactly yeah so um yeah i i don't know you know Scherzer's going you know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence in Scherzer just because, you know, he hasn't pitched in so long. He's made one start at this postseason. He kind of got knocked around. Uh, and, uh, you know, and Christian Javier has pitched excellent for, for the Astros. So, you know, just a huge game, just, you know, game seven, really a lot of excitement. Uh, I just wonder how much Scherzer can give them and how you then, how, uh, you know, how uh, uh, Bochy, you know, pieces together the rest of that game for, out of his bullpen. Yeah, Nathan Evaldi last night was uh, was electric. He was he was fantastic to get them there. I'm sure that they they wish they had him for a game seven. Uh, but uh, but the performance that he gave last night was was outstanding. Uh, pitched in the seventh inning and, you know, was was pretty dominant. Yeah. And, you know, so. uh you know, just, uh, you know, <laughs> this is it, you know, I mean, and I guess, you know, you've got a bunch, you've got some other, you know, they could bring a starter in to follow, uh, to follow Scherzer, you know, and, and maybe bridge the gap, but they can't get the, you know, you, you, Scherzer can't get crushed early or, you know, th- this thing is over, you know, you just, and, but it's been a heck of a series for sure. Yeah. yeah naturally with the game seven, I think you got to have a shorter leash, leash with your starter and that sort of, uh, that, that's going to favor Houston, I think, early on because Javier is the guy who's, uh, you know, stretched out a little more and, and, and ready to go deeper into a ball game. But, but who knows? Uh, you you can't account for uh, experience and you know the Hall of Famer that uh, uh, Max Scherzer is, uh, you know, destined to be for sure. Uh, you know, maybe he gives you one of those performances here uh, that, that maybe he gives you five innings and 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 gets you to a point where. Uh, your your bullpen can take over and hold on. So uh, we'll see uh, as that uh, goes there. And, and the uh, the National League series continues uh, tonight as well uh, with uh, with the Phillies and uh, the Diamondbacks. And and you know the Diamondbacks showing a little bit of fight, a little bit of spirit there to to be able to get back into that series as well. Yeah, they went. You know they 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 go home. What down two zero? They win the first two games. You know Philly comes back and wins game game uh, five. Uh, but, uh, you know, now it's back to, uh, to, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Aaron Nola's going, uh, against, uh, Merritt Kelly, uh, just, uh, you know, another, should be a great game and it's what a, what a fun place to watch a game in, in at Citizens Bank Park in uh, Philadelphia. That place yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Last night, uh, Sunday night football was in Philly and, uh, they kept showing Citizens Bank Park and they kept talking about the, uh, you know, the atmosphere over there and how it's electric and it's, it, it feels like a football game every time they play a game there, uh, at, at, uh, at the ballpark in Philly. So, uh, should be fun to watch and, and, and see what happens, uh, with Bryce Harper and, uh, the rest of the Phillies in, in that series as well. All right, honey, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Uh, we'll be back with you to, uh, uh, recap, uh, tonight's, uh, 
two playoff games. And we'll take a look at, uh, you know, first base and, and the position there for the Guardians next season and, and what uh, what to expect in 2024 out of uh, Cleveland at first base. Uh, and a lot of exciting prospects and and, uh, and, and players to, to sort of review as we continue on position by position uh, looking at the uh, prospects for, for next season. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.